Welcome, everyone, to a special holiday edition of Drunk Agile, where this, as always, is Pratik Singh, sans his <laughs> Santa hat. Um, but more importantly, uh, with her with her uh, Christmas, does she have her Christmas socks on? Oh, no, she, she has her socks on. You can barely see them because they're brown. They're, ah, she's, she's, yeah. she's got both black and brown socks now, so you can barely see the brown socks on her. Yeah, yeah. So, so Santa brought Nisha some, some little booties for her to wear. Yep. So she's, she, she's styling in those. Nisha, thank you for joining us. Uh, my name is Danny Picanti. Pratik, what are you drinking this holiday? Uh, almost exactly a year ago, we bottled the uh, Glengarry. We were at it was snow in Scotland. Who who knew that could happen in December? Yeah. And uh, yeah, we bottled the December tenth, so it's almost exactly a year ago. Yeah, yeah, that uh, was that was an interesting day. If anybody ever wants to hear that story, you know, let, <laughs> let us know. We can tell it. We love to tell it. But yeah. that was that was the the, the day started. You know, the day ended completely different than the way we thought completely, it was. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. that never happens in the real world. Right? That never happens. <laughs> um, oh, I've, I'm, I'm still working on my Blair Ethel. Um, I've got a, you know, I've got a bunch of bourbons going, but I just can't bring myself to, to drink bourbon straight. I just can't do it. And it seems it seems wrong. I, I'm sure I've done it, um, but it seems wrong to drink an old passion on, on this. So anyway, cheers, everybody. Happy holidays. Um, critique. Oh, so for this... For this, oh, cheers, sorry, didn't drink. For this special holiday edition, we were thinking we would do the Drunk Agile Year in Review. And yes. specifically, countdown, you see Pratik go into the water there. It needs a couple of drops. <laughs> our top three most watched videos of 2023. And uh, just do a quick review. And, you know, honestly, we're, we're doing this review because we'd love to hear from you. I mean, what... Why did these topics resonate with you? Do you have any follow-up questions? You know what, uh, you know what, what other material can can we add on to this going into 2024 to make 2024 as successful as 2023? So, um, starting us off at number three, Pratik, what what do we have? Yeah, our our number three episode for this year. So this is episodes released this year, watched this year, was uh, episode 67, which was whip limits and team capacity. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and we, we probably should say, uh, in the interest of full disclosure, we did not do, we did not count any videos that were released in the last week or two, right? Because yeah, uh, yeah, we left the last couple off. Yeah. Okay. So, whip limits and team capacity. Um, Pratik, I know. Do you want to do you want to do a quick review and why why yeah. why, why why do you think and in, in twenty five so words or less because you're the best at this. Twenty five words or less. Um, what? what was it and why does it resonate? One of the reasons, the, or the, well, one of the side effects of uh, doing this podcast while drinking whiskey is you don't remember what you talked about in an episode. So, frankly, I don't remember a lot about the episode, but I do remember it originated from from a question we had gotten about uh, uh, how do I set in Kanban? How do I set team capacity? If I'm not looking at things like story points and velocity, which well, we know is not part of Scrum either, but most Scrum teams do that, how do I figure out team capacity? How do you figure out whip limits based on team capacity? Well, that would was it was just team capacity, and we were like, well, your whip limits are your team capacity. I don't know. I don't watch the video, <laughs> right? And I'm with you. I don't. I don't remember this stuff. I, I can't. I can't believe anybody out there really takes this seriously. Yeah. So, so the way I remember it, the question was, what is my team's capacity, and uh, we, we 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 would kind of, if if someone answers the question today, let's say that we would probably answer it in two different ways. 
One is if you're talking about your capacity to do work over a period of time, would probably ask you to do something like a Monte Carlo simulation and figure out based on our past data, what does it look like? How many things can we get done in the next month, next two months, whatever that is. But if you're talking about more active management of capacity, more how many things can my team take on at any given point of time? Well, that is determined by your overall WIP, your WIP control. That your the 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 number of things that you believe your team should take on at any point in time, that is your WIP. That that should be your WIP limit, WIP control, whatever you want to call it. So that's how yeah. I remember it. Yeah. All right. I'm 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 gonna do my take on this and then somebody somebody else go watch the video and let us know who's who's closer to being right. It's probably Pratik, which usually is. He's you know, he's weird about this stuff. Um, I thought we were talking, I thought we were talking a little bit more about, um, should work in progress limits be based on the number of people in the team? And I think we started off by saying, um, maybe initially when you're just getting started with the combine, you might want to set a work, a, a rough work in progress limit based on number of people, but quickly your team's your team's capacity, i.e., your whip limits. By the way, those those are the same thing. A work in progress mm -hmm. and team's capacity, same thing. Um, your your team's capacity and your corresponding work in progress limit will, I don't want to say quickly, um, and I don't want to say totally, but will diverge. Almost certainly will diverge the number of people on the team and the the, the work in progress limit that you, that you've got. Now that might seem strange to some people because you you probably saying, well, every, everybody's got to have something. Everybody's got to be working on something. Uh, maybe yes, maybe no. Um, it's okay for people not to be working on something. It's okay for multiple people to be working on something. It's okay for neither of those things to be true. So, um, I mean, really it's about optimizing that flow. And so whatever we need to do to be able to protect flow, that's how we'll adjust those work in progress limits. And usually I think, like I said, most teams we work with, when they really get to that optimal flow, the whip limits that they have have almost nothing to do with the number of people on the team. That's what and, I remember, um, and that's what I would have said if if that if something like that was posed today. So yeah, this, this is going to become one of those things of hey, yeah, we're doing a review, but can you all review and tell yes. us if we're doing the review right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Our, our viewership is just going to fall off a cliff after this episode. Okay, number two. <laughs> oh, 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 but by the way, remember, um, if uh, you know, uh, if you have any questions, um, let us know. We 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 always have opinions whether we know what we're talking about or not. Uh, number number two. The, the, the second most watched episode for this year was the episode 75, actually, which was Team Size, which is interesting because that uh, got released later in the year and still made the top three. So um, definitely that that uh, ruffled some feathers or got people really interested. It was, it was all about Team Size. Yeah, I think I think both of us remember exactly what this one is about. <laughs> yeah, and this is that whole notion of certain a certain agile framework in, in particular, and many agile frameworks in general talk about either optimal team sizing being 10, 10 people or less, or the you know the stupid little two pizza rule or whatever. Whatever is is it two pizzas? Is that what it is? I can't remember. It's 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 two pizzas. Yeah, but know. but they don't but they don't tell you the size of the pizza. Like if you make two really large pizzas, I say most developers I've met can you know can eat like a whole pizza <laughs> on their own. So what is that like yeah. a two person team? Um, so yeah, and and I think we I think we did a pretty sound job of debunking <laughs> both of those things. The, yeah. the ten people or the two pizza. I don't know. Pretty, uh, do, do maybe you maybe want to call it some highlights? 
well, what's what's been interesting for me, and and I think uh, especially in the second half of the year, we've, we've we've gone. I won't say we've gone on the offensive, but we've really been calling out a lot of these traditional dogmas, and like this is getting in your way. It's not helping you. It's getting in your way. And uh, of all the dogmas we've called out, this is the one that for some reason uh, gets people super excited. It just go no, but it cannot work. It just that that I think a lot of folks have never been able to experiment with large teams so they never have seen it work so i think that's why it sticks around because we do small teams because everyone does small things that that, uh, that that's been one of those things and again for, for just just a, i think we said this right at the end of that episode that we're not necessarily saying that larger teams are better than smaller teams uh, I mean, we're saying it but but what I, what we're really saying is the way you structure your team, the way you size your team should not be by prescription. It should be more by what makes workflow to customers as efficiently, effectively as possible. That, that, that's what should determine how big your team is, not some something that's written in some guide or, or some framework description or something like that. Yeah, I mean, this this is actually an interesting follow-on from the previous one that we just talked about because yes. the secret sauce with team size, with large team size, is controlling whip. By the way, for those people back there in the cheap seats, I think every time we say control whip, right? You know, to take a drink. The, the, all of this stuff comes back to, uh, you know, to to controlling whip, and the small team size comes from that misguided, mis misplaced belief that. You know, we have to, again. We have to plan to keep everybody busy. And if you had a sixty-person team planning to keep everybody busy, that's that's a really really tough thing to do. Or you see, I think we talked about those stupid diagrams yeah, yeah, where yeah. like you have all the lines in between people and the number of communication paths, you know, grow exponentially. That's just ridiculous because that's that's not realistic either. Again, if if you are controlling work in progress, so. Um, we, we need to put out our own diagrams, which has the work item in the middle and the people yeah. talking about the work item. Yeah. 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 Uh, you, you know, uh, that's, that's, that's a good yeah. one. Maybe we should, we should maybe, maybe do that sometime. Yeah, Although yeah, we won't remember right. that by the end of this episode. <laughs> I know. Okay. Good thing, good thing this is recorded. Good thing this is good, recorded. Good we can watch it again, right? Good thing. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to sugarcoat this one, everybody. Mm -hmm. the, uh, the number one most watched video um, this year, uh, uh, I, you're the customers and you know, you, you know, what, what, what you say is, you know, is valuable to us. You know, we, we, we like your feedback and we, we want to, but I got to say, if I had to pick one video, one drunk agile video to watch, this is probably not the one that I would have watched. Um, but Pratik, what was it? Drum roll, please. Yeah, it was, it was episode 61 flow metrics for scrum teams. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's interesting because uh, just just so just to just to frame this conversation a little bit, um, it wasn't actually the highest watched video, the most watched video of the year. It was the most watched video that we released this year. The most watched video of this year was actually episode three, all the way back, which was for probabilistic forecasting using Monte Carlo. So. Our, our audiences, in my opinion, I think they're they're in the right track there. But well, you know, you know, 
information that I could have had, you know, before I made an idiot of myself. Oh, no, but I think that 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 I'm glad that that video has become so popular uh, two years after it was released. But of the ones we released this year, the number one video is Flowmetrics for Scrum Teams, which is episode 61. Um, I'm not speechless, but it, it's not it's not one of my favorite ones. Just 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 try, primarily because I, I, we've, a lot of the work we've done later in the year has kind of gotten us to some of the things that we've talked about, and this this probably hopefully shows you the growth <laughs> that we learn. Some of the things we've talked about don't really jive as well with some of these things that we were talking about earlier in the year. Um, and I and I want to be clear. I know a lot, a lot of you are in environments where Scrum is dictated to you, and so if you're looking for a way to make Scrum palatable, hey, I you know I I, I get it. I, I I get that, and you know I, I don't I don't mean to I'm, I don't mean to make light of that situation. In fact, I very much sympathize and empathize with you if you're in that situation. But my sincere hope would be that if you're watching that video and you're looking for flow metrics, if you're looking for flow metrics for Scrum team. I w the very first thought that you just have coming out of that is why would we ever do scrum, right? I mean, why it's, it's actually, as, as Pratik said before, it's probably holding us back, you know, maybe it was good to get us going. Maybe it was a way for us to dip our toes into agility, but you know, if, if you really want to flex your agile muscles, yeah, yeah. have to drop batches. You have to drop prescribed rules. You have to drop fixed late time boxes you have to drop those things and I, I would hope the flow metrics would would get you to start to questioning that so if that if that was your um, motivation if that was your inspiration for watching the video then then thank you very much for that um yeah and, was... and uh, <laughs> i was gonna say and, and and frankly that that video even the flow metrics of some class that that pro kanban has the, the 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 way i think about it is it's it's your gateway drug it's your it's your gateway drug to flow, which helps you get to the point that, as Dan was saying, where you can drop some of the other dogmas, some of the other prescriptions, and start focusing on flowing value to customers. So if, if that if if it helps you get to that, absolutely, I think I think that that that's a great place to start. Um. So let's know. Would Would you like a video on how to how to transition off of you know away from Scrum? You know how to, how to do something else? Because of course, Pratik and I have thoughts thoughts about that. Um, and, and one of the places that we would start would be, you know, start, start looking at these flow metrics and, you know, I'm, I'm sure they will tell you a lot. Those flow metrics will be reflective. Here's my, my theory. My hypothesis is your flow metrics will be reflective of the prescription of the process, not your ability to be agile in your context. That, that is my thought, but you know, um, anybody wants to know more about that you know, go visit the voice of the process versus voice of the customer, you know, uh, conversation that we had. That was just only just a few weeks ago, right? I, you know, yeah, I, I think that was episode 80. I think that was like the last episode we did. Yeah. All right, so Pratik, anything else for us to, to you know, to, to kind of sum up the year, to, to review what, uh, can, can, how do we tie a bow on this thing? Uh, I, I think uh, I, I would I would characterize at least our progression through these episodes as I think we started the year a lot with uh, what what are what are some general concepts? What are some general things people need to know about? Some some myth busting, some um, some very specific flow and kanban ideas as well. But later on in the year, I think we caught into more of a mode of here are the here are the dogmas that are harming your process, and 
how do you how do you get out of it um and that i think that's been the evolution of the podcast through through the year uh, my guess is uh, we're we're probably going to continue doing some of this myth busting as as we keep moving forward so um yeah that that i think for me that's that's been that's been the theme that's that's been the progression um for me i just want to say because I don't know, we I don't know we say it enough. I think we, we do say it at the end of every episode. But I, you know, I want to make make sure that everybody knows you know how sincere we are. Uh, Drunk Agile doesn't exist without our our viewers, without <laughs> without our audience. So you know, we, we're very grateful for your time. We're very very grateful for your support. Um, you know, we that's why we keep asking you know for for your ideas in terms of uh, of what content to put out because we want. For the most part, we want to talk about what you want to hear. I mean, so, you know, certainly Pratik and I will show up with a, an axe to grind from time to time that, you know, that we just have to get out there. But um, I just want to say for, for 2023, I mean, uh, Drunk Agile has been more successful, I think, than either of us ever thought or planned or expected. So and that that's that's all down to, to all of you. So, you know, wherever you are in the world, um, however you choose to celebrate the holidays or to not celebrate, you know, the holidays, you know, I hope, hope you're safe, hope you're happy, uh, hope, hope you're healthy. Um, and we here at Drunk Agile, like I said, want to say thanks for 2023 and very much looking forward to making 2024 successful. Um, Pratik, uh, a final word? No, that's, that's, I mean, you summed it up perfectly. We, yeah, we, we, we always look for your feedback and Hope you're having great holidays. That's that we will definitely see you in the next year. Um, we might even see you before the next year, but I think we're going to see you in the next year. Who knows? We don't plan this stuff. We don't. <laughs> um, we're going to go eat some pizza. So for for uh, for for Nisha for and again, drunk agile, drunk agile. There's no way drunk agile would ever exist without Nisha. Thank you, Nisha. Thank you. Yeah. She doesn't care. Excited. Um, so excited. Yeah, just jumping out, jumping out of her boots. Um, so that's that's for Nisha, for Pratik. Thanks again so much for watching. Thanks for a great 2023. See you in 2024. Um, enjoy the rest of the year, and we will see you in the next episode. Bye, yeah. everyone.